Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. It is the day before a football game on a Friday, which is weird. But the Packers play tomorrow at noon at Lambeau, taking on the Seahawks for the final preseason contest of 2023. The offensive starters, most likely with the exception of David Bakhtiari, will be out there. Going to be exciting to see them execute at a high level for a few series before giving way to backups and guys fighting for roster spots, undoubtedly. Um, And then the cutdowns begin. Um, Monday is the day where we will get the news uh, reported about the initial 53. I'm sure the Packers will announce it the day before the Chicago game. But uh, exciting times uh, around the Green Bay Packers. Hope you guys uh, are Doing something fun this weekend. Uh, Going to be in a good spot with family, friends, where have you, whatever. Uh, watching the green and gold. I will be here at Shea Nagler watching it. I'd like to say with my girls, but I know it It will be on, and I will be enjoying it. But uh, they have zero interest, so uh, I'm sure they will filter in and out as the afternoon goes on. Uh, Patreon members, Carry the G Club members, we will once again have our preseason hangout uh, where you guys can hang out together and watch the game. I will not be in attendance, neither will Corey, but um, the last two seem to have been pretty popular. So uh, we're going to do that again. You guys can hang out, have fun. I will be doing a post-game chat after the game is over. So be on the lookout for that here on the YouTube channel and other social media environs. Um, Hope you're all doing well. Good to see everybody mixing it up already. Let me give a quick shout-out to our good friends over at Ticket King, people. If you want to see the Green Bay Packers, hell, maybe you're in the area and you want to check out the game tomorrow. Ticket King's got you covered. Go to Ticket King, people. Hell, go to Cheesehead TV, either our website or our app. Go to the schedule. You'll find individualized links for each and every game. Preseason, like tomorrow, or any regular season game, home or away. Don't use Ticketmaster. Don't use StubHub or SeatGeek. Use a company based in Wisconsin since the early 90s. Hell, they've got a spot right across from Lambeau Field on Oneida Street. Or you can just use the link in the description of this video. However you do it, use Ticket King, people. Get your Green Bay Packers tickets at Ticket King. You know you want to do it. The other thing you want to do is watch Rasheed Walker tomorrow. I mean, what a story. This kid has absolutely taken every opportunity and risen to the occasion and seems to be on the precipice of maybe possibly cracking the starting lineup at right tackle. Uh, That's where he lined up at one point yesterday, and I am fascinated to see if he's out there tomorrow with the starters, uh, with Zach Tom possibly playing center which is the combination we saw you know, yesterday at practice. So the Rashid Walker, I, I, I was looking back. The very first day the pads came on, and they had their very first set of one-on-ones. Uh, I tweeted out, Rashid Walker looks good? Because uh, it was a bit of a surprise for a kid who literally played four special team snaps last year. That's it. Down in Miami on Christmas Day, he played four snaps on special teams. Otherwise, he never saw the field. He was a healthy scratch for a good part of the year. Um, He was active for some games, but never saw the field. And to go from a guy who looked, I'm not going to say lost last offseason when we saw him in training camp, but certainly a little bit bit overwhelmed, uh, to the form and just the development improvement we've seen throughout this summer, and he's seemingly getting better every time he's out there. Um, I mean, shout out to the Nittany Lion Project, who's out here battling and getting better and putting another feather in the cap of the Green Bay Packers (laughs) development uh, department, so to speak, whether it's the college scouting 
that identifies these guys or the patience of a general manager who you know, obviously sticks with him through a basically a redshirt year to the coaches who seemingly are continuing to do a great job taking these young prospects and kind of helping them grow. The Packers seem to know what the hell they're doing when it comes to the offensive line. And I hear that, you know, I hear the snide remarks already. There's other areas of concern. I get that. But when it comes to the offensive line, they seemingly have it down. And Walker is just another example. Um, obviously, don't want to belittle or dismiss the work the young man himself has done. You guys have heard me talk a million times here on Packers Daily about that proverbial jump from year one to year two and the fact that it is almost always down to the individual, to the player himself doing the work in the offseason. And it sure looks like Rashid did the work. And now he's taking the test, and it looks like he's acing it. So excited to see how much playing time he gets tomorrow and obviously which unit he's with. Hello to everybody in the comment section. So good to see you. Everybody mixing it up. Bud, what's up, Bud Binner? What a name. Patrick's here. Hey, Patrick. Miss you on the happy hours. Good to see you around, buddy. Thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Patrick says, the Bears still sucks. I mean, truer words were never spoken. A, a apt description of the world right there. Abdul, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Hey, Aaron, any thoughts on the Trey Lance situation? Crazy they'd give up on him after he's played eight games when they've given up on given up so much to get him. I mean, it's clear they're thinking, uh, you know, uh, it's sunk costs at this point. You know, the injury really, really messed up the entire kind of, I think, plan with him. Uh, it is fascinating, though, to watch Sam Darnold come in there and win the backup job. Uh, I just hope he's able to go somewhere and get a clean slate because he's barely played. That's the other thing. What is he? I saw something on Twitter the other day, and, of course, who knows how like accurate this is, but I do get the sense that this is hovering around accurate. Uh, he's, what, thrown 500 passes in his entire football career going back to high school in a game? Seems a little crazy to me, but that's how raw he is and young and still, I mean, I understand when the – 49ers took him they saw potential and they're looking forward and I get that the amount they traded up to get him though is just insane to me you talk about sunk costs but who knows man Shanahan's such a good coach on offense it you know he can he can make do with whatever they put back there uh, as long as it's not like you know the water boy like in the NFC championship but uh yeah it's it's an interesting situation. I'm just fascinated to see where he ends up. And I know a lot of people have, not a lot of people, I've seen a number of people kind of pinpointing Minnesota as a potential landing spot. I don't really think that makes a world of sense, but we'll see. Brandon, thanks for the Super Chat. With Steven Jenkins hurt, Chicago needs tackle depth. Green Bay needs tight end depth. Davis hurt. Gosh, for big dog, who says no? I think you mean Yash. Uh, who says no? Everybody involved, Brandon. That is, as the good, uh, great, late Ted Thompson said, this isn't fantasy football. Soder, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Emergence of Ford make them carry six D defensive line. It's possible. Um, you know the numbers are going to be interesting. Like Brian always says, the big puzzle piece that you got to put together. If you go heavy somewhere, you're probably going a little lighter someplace else. And I think that is the kind of potential for, you know, no running backs to be kept behind AJ and uh, Aaron so they can do something like that. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion uh, when it comes to Ford, but he's certainly made a case for himself. 
There is no doubt about it. And if it was six uh, on the initial 53, wouldn't be surprised. But there's a reason we call it the initial 53 because we know injuries happen, acquisitions happen, guys come up and down all the time. Who knows uh, what that means long term for that position. But I think there's a chance, definitely, for the initial 53. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up? <laughs> Carter. Carter says, Yash for big dog? Hell no. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Good Life Designs is asking if prices will drop for tickets closer to game day. He wants to go to the Rams game. Uh, depends how they're doing. Uh, traditionally, though, uh, the Rams game, they, that should be affordable by the time the game rolls around. But, um, yeah, it, it generally can, uh, dependent on um, how the season's going. I know last year things really took a dip during the five-game losing streak, other than the Dallas game. The Dallas game was still nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would – if that's too steep for you, uh, I would definitely hold off. But um, that's not a terrible price, actually. Mm. I'm going to make this the year of the kettle. New York Cheese Head, you're going to a kettle of fish? Tell Patrick I say hello. <laughs> Too old for this. Any update on the non-alcoholic beer called Barry the G? No, but that does give me a good opportunity to mention that Carrie the G is out in a very limited capacity in the Milwaukee area. Make sure you check out CheeseheadTV.com on the tab that says beer. You'll see the spots where it's available. Uh, One spot that's not listed that just landed this morning is Scout Wine Merchants there in Shorewood. If you're in that area... You can find yourself some Carry the G uh, there and, like I said, a few other places in the Milwaukee area. It will be rolling out statewide here in the next two weeks. Uh, we will have a major you know, official announcement when that happens. Uh, it's very, 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 very close. But um, exciting times. Get your Carry the G. Get ready for another Packers season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Jim, thanks for the Super Chat. I still have scars from when they let Wall and Rivera walk, and it took years to solidify the line. Glad to see we have depth. Yeah, it was fun. Someone mentioned that. In, like, I made a post on Twitter because I was someone asked, like, what's a financial decision that your favorite team, a bad financial decision that your favorite team made? And I mentioned uh, Mike Sherman signing Joe Johnson. And someone equated it to Ted, you know, moving on from Wall and Rivera and replacing them with Adrian Clem and uh, – that ilk and I'm like that was very 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 different and I think you know Jim to your point the Packers realize and understand that the best way to build your offensive line is to grow your offensive line long time viewers know I talk about this all the time Um, solving things via free agency can be a quick fix can be a panacea but it very rarely helps you long term in regards to solidifying and finding a line that works well together and there's cohesion and uh, a line that can develop together. And the Packers have clearly done a great job over the course of the last decade plus of being able to identify guys and 
grow their line from within rather than having to spend free agency dollars on it. Um, you know, when Ted did that back in the day, he was just resetting the salary cap mess that Sherman had left him. That's the biggest reason there. Uh, starred. Well, we got here. Oh, my goodness. We got Andrew. Thanks to Super Chat. Hey, now, Bobby Boucher could have played QB. It's a fair, fair assessment, Andrew. Fair assessment. Mario, thanks for coming on board and becoming a Carry the G Club member. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the support. Uh, hope to see you on happy hour. And uh, during, hey, watch parties are going to start in a couple weeks. And uh, Carry the G Club members, you guys get priority. You can chat about whatever the hell you want. Get your stuff read on the stream. Get the special emojis featuring Corey and myself. It's a good time. It's a good time here on YouTube for those watch parties. Abdul, thanks again, buddy. Who are your picks for starting safety? It doesn't really matter what I pick. I think it's pretty clear that Savage and Ford are going to be your opening day starters. Uh, We'll see who's out there tomorrow and uh, what happens with the 53-man roster uh, on Monday slash Tuesday. But it seems pretty apparent that that's going to be your starting duo. Jonathan, thanks for the super chat. No reflection on Andrew's performance. Mason Crosby won Twitter yesterday. (laughs) That was a great tweet. For those of you who maybe aren't on Twitter slash X, uh, Mason Crosby had mentioned, uh, quoted Dion, talking about uh, he's right here, and he had a video of himself splitting the uprights and uh, getting ready for football season, so to speak. So, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting juxtaposition with uh, practice reports. And Carlson started well, but then missed a few. And then there's Mason tweeting. And, whew, baby, good times. Good times. Uh, what else we got here, folks? John, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Can you endorse bootlegging of Carry the G to Indy, John? John, I would never, ever, ever tell anybody, anywhere, Packers fans carry the G symbolically in their hearts, meaning they don't break the law. There's no, there's no bootlegging of Carry the G. I would never, ever, ever tell anybody to find some Carry the G in Wisconsin and bring it to their friends in another state. I would never, ever, ever endorse that. Uh, Abdul, thanks, buddy. I think camp surprises are obvious, but who are camp disappointments? Also, you skipped Carter's super chat. I'm getting to it. Abdul, I don't need you to direct me. Also, thank you. Um, who are camp disappointments? Abdul can't leave, can't leave the chat until he gets one negative comment out of me. I like it. Um, disappointments. Jonathan Owens, I think, is a bit of a disappointment. I think he has not delivered on what the Packers would hope, or would have hoped to see out of him, uh, kind of ascending out of uh, Houston into a full-time starter role in Green Bay. Got to think that was hopefully the idea, and he certainly hasn't stepped up to that challenge. Um, that I'm not saying he's going to get cut or anything, but um, they they probably are not getting out of or have not gotten out of him so far what they had hoped to. Uh, that would be my initial. Carter. You can thank Abdul. Are we keeping six edge? I would hate to cut one. This is the puzzle, right? Um, I do think it's a possibility, but I also think everyone's enamored with Brent Cox for good reason, but I think he has practice squad written all over him, most likely. Um, and I know everyone gets worried that he's going to get poached or whatever, but I don't see another team making a spot on their 53-man roster, which is what they would have to do uh, just because of some, you know, a couple – preseason games worth of tape that you know every the entire league passed on the kid back in april 
Um, and yeah, he's had a good camp, but I still think he'd sail through to the practice squad, and I think there's a decent chance that that happens. Uh, what else we got here? Evan, thanks for the super chat. Start, bench, cut. Spotted cow, carry the G, Dales. Oh, why? See, this is, no, no, no. Uh, I I start them all. It's a, it's a, uh, a three-man basketball team, and they're all starters. How's that? I ain't benching or cutting any of those. Did you ask me to bench my children? Good Lord. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Green Ranger, what's up? <laughs> my hubby told me once that I could not direct him. Brandy, see? Brandy's hubby, whose name I literally cannot remember. And now, like, every time we're on happy hour, and he, because he tells me, just say Brandy's hubby, because you guys just have your, your the Brandy name on your Zoom. So it's always Brandy's hubby. I literally don't know the man's name. It's just Brandy's hubby. I love it. Um, Nags, does someone released with an injury settlement have access to the team, and are these guys jaded? Um, I mean, the jaded part, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. But as far as access to the team, they do once they revert back to um, injured reserve, which is what happens unless they reach an injury settlement. A lot of times you'll see it reported where so-and-so – uh, was released injured uh, after reaching a settlement with the team, blah, blah, blah. And that means they're free to go and be a free agent, essentially. Um, but more often than – well, I won't say more often than not, but sometimes guys uh, are released in, with an injury designation. If they make it through waivers, which they do because they're injured, uh, then they revert back to the Packers' uh, injured reserve list. Um, and then sometimes you'll see them eventually get cut with an injury settlement anyway. But um, for the initial kind of – in the workings of it, that's how it happens. And, you know, resentment? I don't think so. I mean, they know it's a business. I mean, maybe somebody was, you know, close to making the team and then gets injured in the third preseason game, and that can be a bit rough. But I think they're more upset with the universe than they are the Packers at that point, you know? Uh, Levi, thanks for the super chat. Am I crazy to think we will have one of the best slash deepest D-lines in the league? Go Pack Go. Uh, you know, I love your optimism here and I'm all for it, but can we let some of these young guys play in a game that matters first before we start talking about how deep the defensive line is? You guys know, man, I'm, I'm all excited about the defense, but I don't believe in any of it until I see it this year. I was too, I was too amped up last season and got completely blindsided in week one. And then for pretty much the first half of the season with how poor they were at times. So man, Sure, yes. Could they be? Absolutely. I need to see it. That's just me. Your mileage may vary, but that's how I'm worried. That's how I'm worried. Barry has to play more than one down lineman. <laughs> ben, watch Barry be like, oh, yeah? You want to bet? And he plays like one for like a hand, for a whole series. Uh, I don't want to miss any super chats. Oh, my goodness. Brody, thanks for the super chat, man. Is Walker possibly the long-term starter at right tackle? It feels early to say that, but maybe. Who knows, man? Mark Tauscher was a stalwart there at right tackle for a long, long time, and he was a former seventh-round pick, you know? You never know. I think, again, it feels a little early to say, but the potential's there. Sure. Spencer, thanks for the super chat, man. Outside of not being sexy, why do you think a lack of focus on the offensive line is so prevalent in the league? Insert... Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase meme. Yeah, it's interesting because everyone pays lip service to the idea of the importance of the offensive line, but so few people kind of 
follow that up with their actions. You know, I do think some teams are just better at it than others when it comes to identifying the talent and coaching it up and, you know, allowing it to kind of grow. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I think some of it is ownership. You know, if you're a owner and you want to sell seats or you want to sell merch or you want to be number one in something else other than the standings, uh, maybe you're leaning on your GM that, like, the GM wants to take the unsexy guy, like some corn-fed Midwestern offensive lineman, and your owner is like, nope, I will need that flashy wide receiver. Oh, I got to have that skill position guy. Got to have it, you know. I'm, I'm not. There's no particular instance I'm talking about here. I'm just saying hypothetically. Um, you know, I think it all – there's a, a various kind of elements at work in all 32 franchises. And, I mean, God bless the Green Bay Packers for being as good as they are uh, in that regard because we all know. Look, last year you don't have to go any further than the two Super Bowl teams and how cohesive their offensive lines were all year long. Um, I can't remember if it was Football Outsiders or PFF, but somebody put together a – a metric slash listing of, you know, offensive line was the least amount of games and snaps lost due to injury. And, oh, what a shock. Both the Eagles and the Chiefs were at the top. They were one and two. You know, it's no mystery. You cannot operate on offense if you're completely kind of, you know, juggling things up front. Look no further than the Packers last year. How hard was it to watch them play offense through the first five, six games until they finally got Bakhtiari and Jenkins in their proper spots. Uh, Zach Tom kind of emerged, and then they set their offensive line, and then, lo and behold, they could at least operate on offense. And I'm not saying they took off or anything like that, but it's so important. But to your point, so few teams like really emphasize it the way they probably should. And I do think some of it is offenses being so different and what they're, those guys are asked to do is so different now than it was even 10 years ago. Um, so I think there's a bit of an adjustment there. Uh, the talent pool is so different now. So, yeah, again, there's just a lot, a lot of things happening there. <laughs> oh, Joe. Does Simone Biles guarantee Owens a roster spot? No. No, she does not. Love her. Love that she's around. Love seeing her in Packers gear on the sideline. But no, not at all. Dustin, thanks for the Super Chat. Will you and Corey have a watch party tomorrow? No, Dustin, we will not. Uh, no preseason watch parties, but Care of the G Club members and Patreon members will be in uh, our weekly Zoom hangout, hanging out, mucking it up, watching the game together. Uh, I will be doing the post-game chat, but no watch party. Um, watch parties will begin week one when the Packers take on the Bears. Spencer, thanks for the super chat. If you could steal the mentality of one team slash position group, who are you choosing? 49ers D-line? I knew you were going Niners on this. Um, maybe, or the Jets front, the defensive front. You know what I'd love? You know what I'd love? You talk about a mentality. I want Salah's mentality when it comes to what he said after the Packers game last year, knowing that the Packers couldn't handle being taken and dragged into deep water. That is kind of soundbite was so awesome. And that's the mentality, yeah, I want for my defense. I don't know if we really got it right now in Green Bay, but that's what I – you talk about taking it, a mentality from another team and inserting it, injecting it into the veins of the Green Bay Packers, that's what I want. 
We'll see. All right, everybody. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. I'll see you here right afterwards for my chat to kind of wrap up the preseason and get ready for week one against the Bears. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.